morning, CLEFC. Um, it's a great morning. Happy Sunday to you all. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are safe. Um, it's Pastor Ian. For those of you that don't know me, I'm the youth and family pastor at Three Lakes Evangelical Free Church. And um, we're super excited that you're here with us. So thank you so much for joining us today on this Sunday. Um, we're going to start out with a little bit of music. Uh, the worship team got together this week. Distance, of course, but they, they did get together and they played some songs. So um, we're going we're gonna to jump into a worship set, and then we're going to keep going with our service. So thank you so much for being here. Comment and, and say that you're here. Greet anyone that you see. And, uh, yeah, we just are super excited that you're here with us. Good morning, Three Lakes Evangelical Free Church. We're so excited to be coming at you from church. Um, we are practicing safe social distancing, so don't you worry about that. Um, we're going to start our morning with Open Up the Heavens. Show us your glory, Lord. 
morning, church. Well, if you don't remember me, my name's Greg Rutowski. I know it's been a while since we've seen each other, and with the situation it is right now in the world, every morning when we read the Bible, we pray for our church and pray for our people that we go to church with, hoping that the good Lord will save our world and hopefully a lot less people will be dying. I hope that within a, the near future we can be in church together, see each other, shake hands, hopefully, if nothing else, I guess we're back to bumping elbows and pointing at each other. The only thing I can say is, is we pray to God every day. We hope this will end. Be safe. Stay at home. Wear your PPEs. And sooner or later, we'll be all back to listen to, hopefully, our new minister. Thanks for letting me share this with you. Hi, my name is Muhia Karinjahi. We are the Karinjahi family, and uh, this is my wife, Marcy. And yeah, the son, Kiama. <laughs> I'm one guy. And right. we want to just say, welcome, 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 those of you who are new to Three Lakes Evangelical Free Church, and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. In the midst of this storm called COVID, lockdown, whatever we call it, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Alright, hey, we're the Eplers. Uh, great to see you all from church. Uh, we're out here south of town having a great time during the uh, uh, pandemic. But uh, this is my family, Ann Epler, and Emma Jane, and Libby, and Sam. And uh, kind of our family theme right from the get-go has been adversity equals opportunity. So we're finding a lot of new opportunities to spend time with each other, uh, be creative, and uh, just generally make the best of a difficult situation. So we really look forward to being back together as a church family, and uh, hope you have a great day. Good morning. We're, we're, we're squinting in the sun here. At, we're the Kirby's, and we are welcoming all our friends from the church. We're missing you guys. Um, yeah. Hope you're all having a good time, enjoying this beautiful weather. And uh, staying at home, staying safe, and uh, keeping well. Hey, it's the Dahans. I'm Kevin, Cindy, Caitlin, and Zach. We're just reaching out, saying hi. To, we're doing good. Um, keeping busy with the family, and so yeah, just trying to survive this whole fun thing. Okay, right. we miss everyone. We miss Sunday school. I miss my kids from Sunday school. And uh, we're just looking forward to when we can <coughs> kind of get back to normal. So, miss everyone. Hi, church. This is Lori uh, reaching out. We wanted to just say how much we miss you guys. And um, we're really hoping that we can get together soon as a church family. And uh, just hoping that everything's going well with all of you. God bless. Hi, church. It's Elaine. Missing everybody and wishing we could get back together, but I'm um, praying for yeah. everybody and just look forward to seeing you as soon as possible. Yeah, this is JP. Of course, I miss the church. I'm waiting for this terrible disease to get over with. I've been praying for the, the people, the scientists, and the 
doctors and researchers to get back to church, yeah. So thanks, Bob, and everything I'm here. <laughs> coming over by the food pantry, but yeah. I hope you get back in that church structure pretty soon. Hello, church family. It's Bill and Lisa Miller. Just wanting to say hi and give you a hug from our house to your house and tell you that we love you and miss you. Hope you're all doing well. We think about you all and pray for you during this time. Good morning, church. Glad you can make it. We just want to encourage you to, to keep on loving and taking advantage of what the Lord has put us, what situation he's put us in. And uh, keep drawing close to the Lord and praying without ceasing and trying to do the best with what we got. And I have a verse that I wanted to share with you. It's been really meaningful in the last month for me. Um, encouraging. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. That's from Second Chronicles 16.9. And that was a time when there was trouble on all sides in this little verse to encourage us that God is looking, He's watching, He's wanting to strengthen us. So I just, we pray that your strength today is in the Lord. So, bless you. Hi Church, here's a somewhat different update from the search committee. The search committee knows Pastor Candidate Tim Beyer quite well. We extensively interviewed him and spent two days with Tim and his family. And we'd like to share some of the things that we like about him. I was especially struck by how engaged Tim was in conversation with me. He took a genuine interest in me, asking about my life and my interests and my work. He was so natural in relational conversation that he learned some things about my work and background that most people never learn. I found him very refreshing and I very much look forward to more time with him in the future. Hi, my name is Mohia Karenjahi and I'm on the search committee. In this COVID-19 era, we have been shown how the world is really, really connected together. We are excited to have a, a senior pastor who is young and adaptable to these new times and who can lead us to more inclusivity regionally, nationally, and even globally. Hi, I'm Bessie Coach. My husband Nate and I moved our family here from California several years ago. We've learned to love the families in Three Lakes, and our desire is to see God strengthen them. I've been excited to see who Pastor Tim and Vanessa are. Families are a big part of what Tim is all about. He and Vanessa have a good relationship and a special family. His current role has been as a pastor of children and family ministries, and both he and Vanessa have a background in elementary education. My prayer is that all of our children would learn to love Jesus and that they would desire to remain committed to him as they grow older. And I think Pastor Tim is going to be an important link in that. Both Tim and Vanessa love people of all ages, and they truly want to make themselves a part of life in both our church family and our town family. I think that they would be a great addition to our church. Hi church, my name is Scott Epler. I'm part of the Senior Pastor Search Committee. 
I really enjoyed my time getting to know Tim Beyer and his wife, Vanessa. And I just want to share with you uh, one thing in particular that stood out to me is his ability to lead uh, ministry teams. He has a lot of experience in his current role of working with different uh, ministry teams in the church, whether it be children's ministries, uh, parent ministries. Um, you know, one of the things that was kind of fun to me is he runs a basketball ministry in his church. So he uh, just really strikes me as a guy that knows how to work with people. He has a very uh, collaborative leadership approach. And we're really looking forward to having him here as our next senior pastor. You can see that the search committee has found a lot to like about Tim Beyer. We're now planning so that on the weekend of May 17th, you too can find a lot to like about Tim yourself. See you then. So, thank you, worship team. Thank you for um, for doing music. We, we love hearing our worship as, as a group. Um, we are going to go into a, a little bit of a different time today. We're going to do a, a time of prayer. Um, so what I want you to do is, if, if you're sitting with anyone, I want you guys to take a minute, talk about what, what can you pray for, for the people that are around you. Um, take some time to, to talk about your lives and, and pray about what's going on. So I'll give you about five minutes to do that, and then we're going to come back together, and I've, I've got another prayer request that I want to talk a little bit about. So. Take some time, pray, and uh, we'll be back in five minutes.
So hopefully you guys have finished up your prayers. Um, one thing that I, I've been um, focusing on the last couple weeks, because I, I am the youth and family pastor, is uh, family and youth in our church and, and in our community that are they're having a little bit of a hard time with with this whole social distancing thing and and quarantine. Um, this week I, I asked the students that I was meeting with, can can you tell me in one word what what you're feeling towards this? And and lots of the responses that I got back were. Uh, I'm just done. I'm, I'm frustrated. I, there's uh, an overwhelming sense of wrongness with this this whole done with school year, not going back, and, and everything that's going on. So, so I, I would ask that you guys would take some time and pray for our students and our families, whether it's the the homeschooling that's going on, which is which is new, or it's just the fact that the school year is completely done for for kids and they haven't seen their friends in a while. So, can we just take some time and, and pray for our families? And then I'll, I'll, we'll come back together and I'll, I'll close in prayer. Um, let's pray, guys, and we'll close this time, and then we'll, we'll jump into some, some Bible study. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together, Lord. I ask that you would um, just bless, bless us and help us, to, um, help us through this really difficult time, Lord. There's lots of things that we, were, that we had as routine that aren't happening anymore, lots of things that, that we, we've wanted to do, that we've done for a long time, that we can't anymore. And it's, it's a hard thing. Um, we think of the youth and the kids and families in our congregation and in our community, Lord. We ask that you would bless them and help them to work through this whole situation and give them your peace and your strength and your assurance that you are in control and that none of this took you by surprise. You are the king and you have this, Lord. We ask your blessing on the rest of our time and the rest of our Sunday. And we just thank you so much for everything that you've done and for who you are. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So, as you can tell, I'm outside. I decided, um, well, I should say me and Bob decided that we were going to film outside um, because, number one, it's a beautiful day, even though, yes, yes, you are asking whether I'm cold. Yes, I am cold. But um, we're, we're doing this today, and so we're going we're gonna to jump into some scripture, and I want to have a conversation about uh, a little bit of an interesting topic, one that um, has hit me a little hard recently, something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, and then, and then we're going to close with some music. So, um, if you have your Bibles, I would, I would love if you would just open them up. Um, we're going to start in Genesis and then we're going to move to somewhere else. So if you could go to Genesis two, um, we're going to be talking about the Sabbath, um, and the idea of the Sabbath. So lots of times when I, when I am, talking to people, they ask me how I'm doing. And my answer usually is, well, I'm, I'm busy. It's not that I'm good. It's not that I'm okay. It's not that things are going great. It's that I'm busy. Um, and on one level, I think that comes from a place of pride. Because if I said that I wasn't busy, then <laughs> I would have to admit that I don't have that much going on in my life. And so me saying that I'm busy is, on one level, kind of a pride thing, saying, you know what, look at, look at me. I am super busy. Um, I have things going on. But on one level, that's, that's a culture that we all have, that we want to be busy, we want to have stuff going on, and if we don't have things going on, then it's a problem. And lots of times we allow busyness into our life to avoid some things, um, to not go into some things that we really, really need to. I was reading the Bible recently, and I stumbled across... Well, I shouldn't say stumbled. I was I was in Mark. I was studying for a youth um, youth service that we were doing, and as I was as I was there, I ran across Mark two, and it was towards the end of Mark two. There's this story about Jesus's disciples eating wheat, and it talks about the Sabbath, and and we're gonna go there in a second. But but I when I read this, it kind of pushed me towards what does the Sabbath mean, and why don't we necessarily follow the Sabbath now? And this is a little bit of a controversial topic. There's a lot of Christians that say, no, we need to be following the Sabbath. Um, I'm not going to say that we need to follow the Sabbath, but I think there are things that we can learn from the Sabbath and we can use from the Sabbath that are really a blessing for us that God gave us. Um, so we're going to go to the very beginning. What does Sabbath mean? We're going to Genesis 2. Let me flip my Bible around so it's actually in the right direction. Genesis 2. And this is um, this is the... NIV for all of you. This is a pew Bible. This for all of you. There you go. There is what the pew Bibles look like, so you haven't forgotten because I know you haven't been there. So this is Genesis two verse one. This is just after God created everything. So we've got in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right? So there's nothing, and then there was something, and in seven days God created something, all right? And and if you want to have the whole evolution versus creation, you can have that debate on your own. But we're not going to go there today. Genesis 2, we're going to start in verse 1, all right? Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God creates everything six days. The final day, he creates man, right? Which is a really awesome thing, because otherwise we wouldn't be here. And during the seventh day, he decides, you know what? I'm going to rest. I'm going to take time. I'm going to sit. I'm not going to do anything. That word rest, really, really interesting. 
I've, I've, I've heard sometimes people say, well, God was tired from all the work he did, so he rested. But no, no, no. This isn't saying that God was tired. It's saying that God ceased to work. Okay, the word, the Hebrew word actually means to stop doing what you're doing, even though you could do it. Stop doing and to rest. So from the beginning, this is not a, hey, I'm tired, so I need this. It was, no, no, no. I could keep going, but I'm going to stop. And I think that talks about God's character that he, as an example for us, said, no, you need to rest on the seventh day. Now, this idea of the seventh day is also interesting because the, the Sabbath itself isn't instituted for Israel until after Egypt. So if you go to the Ten Commandments, right, so that's in Exodus 20, um, you'll go to the Ten Commandments and you find out that at Mount Sinai there's one of the commandments, right, and it's keep the Sabbath holy. Keep it a day that you don't work on. But during that time, um, during that time Israel was required not to work. They couldn't do anything. They were supposed to take that day and make it holy. In Deuteronomy, we have a second time that Moses gives the law, which is a really interesting thing. And when he gives the law in Deuteronomy, so this is Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15, um, he says something really interesting in this. So I will be reading 12 through 15. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, or daughter, or your manservant, or maidservant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, or any animals, nor the alien within your gates, so that your manservant and maidservant may rest, as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So for Israel, the seventh day, the Saturday was a day where they were supposed to look back and see what God had done and the fact that he had rescued them out of captivity in Egypt. Now, this idea of Sabbath changes a little bit throughout Israel's history. So we've got the first temple period, second temple period, and then eventually you have the time when Jesus is around, right? And by that time, the Sabbath had changed a lot. Um, There were things that you could do and you couldn't do, um, that were very, very strict, um, to the point of if you, if you pulled a stick in the ground, just like made a little furrow, that counted as, as plowing. If you spit on the ground and covered it up, it was planting. Um, it was, it was a big deal. And the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were the ones that really enforced it. And if you guys want a really fun read, this is a great read, all right? Go look up, go online, look up, the um, the laws, the Jewish laws around the time of Israel, or of um, Jesus, and you'll find like a, a just super fun list of over 600 laws. It's great. It's a great read. You guys should go check it out. Um, maybe I'll leave a comment on it or something. We'll see. Anyways, um, you guys should go take, take a look at that because it is a really fun read. But we're going to run to Mark 2. And in Mark 2, Jesus runs up against this idea of Sabbath and what has changed with it. Um, And he has some really interesting things to say about it. So if you'll turn your Bibles, Mark 2, Mark 2, this is verse 23. 
One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priest to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So Jesus' disciples are walking through his field. They grab some grain off the off the heads of the wheat in the fields. Some of you might think, well, they're stealing. That's why they're mad. No, they're not mad because of that. In the Mosaic Law, it said that a traveler, if he's walking through the field, could by hand pick some grain and eat it as he went. Um, but the the Pharisees were super ticked because they were they in their minds they were harvesting wheat. They were reaping wheat, which was not okay. So they got super, super angry. Jesus' answer to them is, hey, didn't David, the king of, well, the, the ultimate king in their minds, um, didn't he also on the Sabbath go and eat bread that was supposed to be for the priests? What he's referring to is David is on the run from Saul, and you have to remember that David is held up on a different level than any other king before him or after him inside of Jewish, in, in the Jewish uh, well, society. Um, you look at how they talk about Saul in the Old Testament, you look at how they talk about Solomon, both times they point out the issues that they have morally that made them not good kings. So David is really the only one that was a really great king. And the Jews looked back at David and said, we want him back again. We want to have him back again. And so him saying, hey, didn't David do this? He's kind of throwing in their face and saying, hey, didn't your hero do this? Didn't he go into the temple, go to these 12 loaves that were inside of the temple that were, when they got old, only the priests could eat them, and he ate them when he was running from from Saul? And he was okay. It was viewed as lawful. By the way, there are some squirrels over there, which is super fun, so you guys should go find a squirrel. That's what I'm saying. All right. Um, but as he continues on in Mark 2, um, he he tells them, Hey, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Pharisees had made the Sabbath a burden on the people. It wasn't a blessing like it was originally intended to be. The On top of this, the Pharisees had said, Hey, our laws and the way we interpret them are way bigger than the laws that that um, God had written down for all of you. Um, so on one level, Jesus is also really ticked because he's saying, Hey, your words are not higher than the word of God. He, he ends it with a really interesting statement, though. And, and this is an idea that I think we all need to take to heart. Where he says in verse 28, So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. He, in that passage, is saying, you know what? I am Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Son of Man. And so he is making himself... He is telling them that he is the creator. He is God. When we look at Jesus and we look at who he is, I think one of the things that we have a hard time with is the fact that he is the Lord and he is the Lord of order. When we look at Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, 
it started out where it says that it was formless. It was chaos. There wasn't any form to it. And Jesus and God, he made it into a form. He is the one who asks us to be the stewards of this earth and to bring order to something that doesn't necessarily have order. That's part of our stewardship, and that's a really interesting and really important idea. When we look at the Sabbath, when we look at this passage, it's it's Jesus saying, hey, you guys are so legalistic that you're making the Sabbath a bad thing. And, and we need to take that to heart. We need to say, hey, am I legalistic in what I do? But when we have the when we talk about the Sabbath, I think most of us don't really have a problem with being too legalistic about not doing things on Saturday. Okay? Most of us have the opposite problem where we're super, super busy and we don't follow any kind of Sabbath. Now, I'm not saying that you should take a day or every single week and be legalistic about it. That's not not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God set the Sabbath as a blessing to man that they would take the time to look and see what God had done for them and what God had freed them from. And we need to take the time, I would would say every day, to remember what God has done for us and to focus on that. Give us the time, or give ourselves time, to be intentional and see what God is doing in our lives and who he is. The Sabbath points us to the fact that God is holy. God is eternal. God is set apart and different from anything else, and he is ultimately good, and the things that he wants and gives us are good. So here's my encouragement for you today. Take some time and be intentional about looking at what God has done for you in your life. Lots of times we look at the world, and I mean, I don't know if you've actually turned on the news in the last couple of weeks, but there, there really isn't much good news that you can actually watch and enjoy. Um, not a whole lot that gives you hope. But if we take the time to look at who God is and be intentional with our, our I'm, I'm going to call it Sabbath time, whether that's an hour a day, whether that's two hours a day, whether that is a day um, of the week that you, you take from it, I think that can be just hugely impactful on your own life because it changes how you look at God, first of all, and see who he is. And as you look and see who God is, that's going to change how you see the world that we live in. And as we look at the world that we live in and see, see it in the way that God wants us to, we're going to see ourselves in our proper place and a proper light. And it's going to change everything that we're doing. It's a really important thing for us to take the time to remember what God has done for us and who he is. Now, some of you are going to say, well, well, Ian, like, are you saying that, that I need to do this? No, I'm not going to say that you need to do this. This doesn't need to be a burden. But I think it's something that God blessed us with, and we can, we can grab onto that and follow along with that and can reap some wonderful, wonderful things from this gift that God has given us. Now, I'm, I'm going to close today. Um, I'm going to close today in prayer. Um, but I just challenge you guys to, to take some time and be intentional with remembering what God has done. I'm going to pray, and then there's going to be a, another song, and then have, have a great Sunday. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for our time together, Lord. I ask that you would just help us to focus on you. Remember who you are and what you've done for us. Um, help the Sabbath to be a time where we would think about uh, just think about higher things, eternal things, rather than the physical things that are around us. Help us to weed through all of the stuff in front of us and just focus on you, Lord. I ask your blessing on 
every everyone that's watching this post, Lord, help it to um, enrich their lives and just help them to to draw closer to you through it, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. So we're going to close with a song. I do want to encourage you guys to go to our website, tlefc.org. Um, there's info on what's happening at church and exciting things that are coming in the future. Have a great Sunday. We'll talk to you later.